Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're here. If you're a regular subscriber on the feed, this is what you need. We're here to make your your work or your commute or your workout, whatever it may be, to improve that time. We are kicking back and kicking back and relaxing and enjoying some bowls and beers over here. So please join us if you can and uh, let's fight the man tonight. This is Street Fight. We do this uh, two times a week. You can hear us live Sunday nights on WCRS-FM 98.3 or 92.7, 24-7. And we do our call-in show. So that happens at 11 p.m. Eastern time. We get things rolling. The number is 614-412-5252. And if you simply just want to listen in, go to WCRSFM.org. Click on stream. It's on the left-hand side. It will open up in your browser, and you can hear us taking calls on the air. Thank you to everybody that has called in and uh, given given us so many amazing stories. We love to hear from all y'all, and we appreciate it uh, that y'all take the time to call in and wait sometimes up to 45 minutes to an hour to talk to us. Um, we are doing all of this because we want to spread uh, mutual aid and the abolishment of hierarchy and patriarchy and borders and patriarchy again (laughs) sorry i petered out there i was just thinking like what is it when like someone's being your dad is that like paternalistic is that what i was thinking of probably yeah i don't like it when i don't like someone trying to be i don't like the government being my dad so uh if you are on that vibe and you haven't turned it off yet please continue listening in and uh, join us on this mission to spread this mess across the u.s we're taking it all down and uh, building up something better on this flat ass earth so let's get it started oh i do have to say a couple things there was a few things to address sorry um the first one is somebody did write in about the j20 defendants there are still some people that are tied up in legal fees so please go to defendj20.org and uh, check all of that out because there are still some folks that, that really need the attention. Um, that was one thing to get on here. The other one is we have been in contact with the Black Pride 4. They are going to be going on trial on February 5th, so Monday. Uh, this show will be out before then. And I want uh, people in Columbus to show up to the courtroom. They're doing a gathering. You can find it all on social media. Um, there's also a press release on our website, streetfightradio.com. It's right there on the front page on the right-hand side, and uh, we shared it on Twitter, Facebook, and all the other stuff, so you'll be able to find it there as well. Um, lastly, um, I finally checked the email for the website, which we've had for like four years, and I've been answering emails that are four years old. So those of you that wrote in all those years ago, I will get to those eventually. What's up? Is this mine? Am I in? Yeah, you're there. All the announcements. That's all over. Black Pride 4 this Monday. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, Monday, February 5th, uh, Brett and I do a show that usually lasts until like 2.30 in the morning, so I can't make a guarantee that I will be at the courthouse at 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Well, I have to drop my kid off, so I can definitely stop over after that. But I think I'm going to try to get there. That is not a... I mean, we're talking a 10% chance, not a not a 90% chance. And we also have a statement coming out from them on the feed as well. I'm working on that. Yeah. Just this is I mean, it's a, they've been they've been dealing with this for 7 months. It should have been over the day 
that it happened. Yeah, they should have just kicked him out and been like, "It's over." Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I know. I feel like they're going to get mad at our commentary on it, but no, I don't think that. I mean, here's what I think, dude. It's like I just once the cops whoop your ass, that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the game, the show's over. My punishment was that the cops whooped my ass. They beat like, me I don't- up, put me in handcuffs, dragged me out of here on my face, hit me with bicycles. Like, yeah. That's it. I don't get this world where they're allowed to beat you up, then make your life hell for another seven months to a year afterwards. It's just free the Black Pride for, uh, just drop the drop the charges. Yeah, jury nullment. That's what we need to get into. Well, we want the prosecutor to just drop the damn charges. That'd you know, be nice as well. He needs to drop the charges. Ron O'Brien, I believe, is his name. What a bad use of a, of the beautiful name Brian. Yeah, it's a you real. Know? Yeah, it does a lot of damage to your to your um heritage. Right, the Brian heritage. The Brian heritage. Yeah, the Brian's. I apologize for spelling my name with an I. And I was like, don't you never have to apologize for that because it's unreasonable that my name is spelled with a Y. <laughs> like, it's not like. Why? It's just most people don't do that. And it's just, I, it's the one thing that gives my name some sort of uh, character, I guess, because when I was a kid, every single person in the world was named Brian. <laughs> there were seven Brians in every class. True, but they were all Brian's with an I. Yeah, and I was the Y, you know. So did you get called Brian with a Y the whole time? No, no. I mean, you know what I was called. I'm not going into that. Uh- <laughs> I only had there was only ever one time in my life I had the same kid in my class. I was Brett P in the third grade, and I fucking hated it. More I would have made fun of you too. I would have been like L. I was just like, no, I'm Brett. I would just always say I'm Brett. He's Brett L. I'm Brett. Brett. Pain, Brett P. I would rather be pain, like because yeah, kids would be, be like, "What you gonna pee? You gonna pee over there?" Brett yeah, I'm P? not a pee guy. Yeah, I'm um, not peeing my pants over here. So, uh man, it's been a week, and we got through all the serious stuff. So it's time to get into news, which I actually have a story that that was pretty. Uh, I mean, what's the? I guess the story I have that was that was pretty um, encouraging to me. I mean. I'm sure by now it's not encouraging because it was in the newspaper and the government probably screwed it up. But I think I just want to go right into this thing that somebody sent me from the Press Herald, which is, I guess, a site. They told me I get one of my five free articles today, so I'm going to read it. Oh, great. <clears throat> Cashing it in. Aaron, this is right. I want to say who wrote this because Joe Lawler, staff writer. Good job. Good on you, Joe Lawler, for getting this story out there. Lawler's great name. Jerry the King Baller is better, though. You got to admit. <laughs> yeah. There, there's it a improves. guy, Jerry the King Lawler, but then there's a dude in AIW named Jerry the King Baller, which I prefer like, yeah. by a million. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron Vasey credits Marijuana Kratom and Roxanne, Roxanne Gillickson with helping him quit an opioid habit that was ruined his life. She basically saved my life, said Vasey, 33, who works as a prep cook at a Portland retire home. I'm able to go get up and go to work every day and have a life. I don't look at marijuana as a drug anymore. Basie said that when he was taking heroin, he was in and out of jail for various drug-related crimes. Homeless and miserable. I didn't want anyone else around. I was, also, I was always chasing the drug. I've been there. This is like an accurate representation. Other than the jail, always chasing the drug is the most accurate representation of the whole thing. 
marijuana is calming and soothing and helps him stay focused and get through each day, Vasey said. He said that he has joined a church and repaired relationships with family members. On March 1st, Gullickson and her husband, Rob Figueroa, are opening Greener Pastures, a controversial residential treatment home in Portland at a cost of $20,000 per month per patient. It will promote cannabis use for long-term treatment for opioid addiction and kratom for withdrawal from powerful painkillers. 20000 a month? I mean... Per person? Yeah. Fuck that. I That's mean, crazy. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. I don't I I don't know, dude. This is sorry. all rehab is made for rich people, but even the fact that it's happening uh-huh. is kind of incur this That's is true. kind of an encouraging thing. They get the, they thing. get it first. $20,000 a week a month. Oof. That's a bad that's a that's a lot of weed. That's a lot of weed to be smoking. Kratom is a tropical evergreen that is dried and crushed into tiny leaves or powder that people can purchase, often from online retailers. It is legal but not approved by the FDA for any medical use. The federal government has import restrictions on Kratom and has been seizing some deliveries of the drug when it enters the U.S. Critics say there's no proof that any of it, marijuana or Kratom, works for addiction treatment. Who are these critics? Like, how come we never hear, I want to talk to this critic? How do I get these critics? That, I mean, what, what is the what is work? What does it mean? What is that it works yeah. for drug treatment? Does it mean that they never use heroin again? Because I think that is a good outcome for something. Yeah, you know, that's no, they what want, I think they we're want shooting to be for. Teetotalers. They think that a, the mark of a good citizen is someone that doesn't abuse drugs or alcohol, and so that's kind of the. I feel like that's what we're always holding people to. Like that's the standard. Oh, they're doing it though outpatient too. This is so it's twenty thousand, I guess, for the inpatient. Oh, and then they still they already do outpatient. Gullickson has run an outpatient program for about four years that uses marijuana and kratom to try to help those suffering from opioid addiction. I'll also See, say that's so much easier too. It's like way easier to stay on weed and like go smoke a joint on breaks and go do a job or pursue your career or whatever it may be. I mean, they're just, it's ignorance. And it's stupid because, like, AA has, like, a less than 10% success rate when it comes to shit like heroin. You know, rehab has a very terrible, terrible uh, results. So it's going to be different strokes for different folks. And some folks need just Kratom and weed, and then all of a sudden they get their fucking life back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not chasing it down or whatever. Yeah, These are high, yeah, they are they are high on marijuana, but they're also not stealing or they're not like homeless or you know, there's some there's something that, you know, all all, all of the issues of that hard drug use can go away, you know? Yeah, and they say that the $20,000 uh, so let's let's look at this. Gullickson and Greener Pastures, as far as she knows, will be the first marijuana and kratom-based residential treatment center in Maine. She said she's not sure how insurance companies are going to reimburse for her services, but they will work with patients. They will try to take Medicaid patients as well, and the plan is to eventually offer two scholarship beds where patients do not have to pay. Uh, uh, because, I mean, when I saw the $20,000 $20, is a lot of fucking money. Dog. That's a ridiculous amount of money. For a month. Yeah. Of treatment. I mean, who's doing that? But. Who's pulling that down? I imagine that it's an expensive business to run in just the ways of like insurance and, and shit like that. Lo legal costs are probably pretty high, you know? But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, um, I can, um, I just don't 
see why they will not take people's word for it. You know, there's so many folks out there that are putting out testimonials. There's people that make YouTube videos. There's the American Kratom Association. There's plenty of evidence. I mean, it's like I pick up the new. I feel like I read. I pick up the newspaper, which means I pick my phone up as soon as my eyes open in the morning i start staring at the news there's all kinds of graphs that tell me hey people aren't drinking anymore because weed is legal and folks are kicking opiates because weed is legal you know how are they not how is this not making it to them you know yeah it's just impossible it's just annoying and it's like impossible to deal with someone that's making decisions about how someone can recover when they're not even willing to to look at what they're doing i mean we have people in that street fighters facebook group and we have folks that email us and message us all the time and say that kratom has helped them i mean if, if i'm not against anybody doing whatever drugs they want to and living whatever lifestyle they want but when it the, the gap it comes and what i've seen the disconnect is that the folks that want to get help that don't have twenty thousand dollars a month are the ones that end up slipping through the cracks. It's like, it's cheaper to just stay on heroin, you know, instead of trying to get help. And, sure. and, and I have no options and there's nothing that, that makes sense to me. And I don't feel comfortable. And everyone's telling me to just go work at a coffee shop for 24 hours a week and somehow make a fucking living out of that. Yeah. And the $20,000 a month thing is like somebody who can afford that probably isn't at high risk for going to prison anyway. It's the people that can't afford that are the ones that could end up in jail. You know, like I guess like, it the it's it's um it's encouraging that somebody's doing it but it feels like i i guess just this is me anarchist like brian that like you could buy a couple ounces of weed <laughs> and a couple kilos of kratom and run this anyway because i think that the thing about it is like people want to hear it from a doctor right and that's where the problem comes in but for me I do want to hear from a doctor that these things work. I think it would be nice that if somebody did research and studied these sorts of things and came out with a wet with with a definitive answer. But I also think that whatever's working for people is fine. You know, like I don't think that switching to marijuana is a bad thing. I want people I want people to. I guess in Maine, according to this article, there somebody's trying to pass so that addiction can be a reason to get a medical marijuana card. Right. Which that to me makes sense. in a place. I mean, like we're hearing now that more people die of fucking overdoses than car accidents. It's just this astounding number of fucking people that there's nothing out there for. And, and that like, if there's this little tiny glimmer of hope, it still costs $20,000 a month for some fucking reason. Well, and know? I'll tell you what, man, being in a legal state, um, man, we, we honestly, like, I can't get up without some weed. I, I mean, that is really what has worked for me for a really long time now. And I know there's other options, but I really enjoy it. And I'm running the fucking number one anarcho comedy show on any station across the nation. So my, my life is like the most bloggable life you can imagine. I'm living my best life and I feel you know, really comfortable. And I feel like myself, but I'm getting taxed for using that illegal medicine. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm paying a couple hundred dollars a month for my medicine versus somebody that can get it for $4 at CVS. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it looks like what the other people are, uh, it, it seems like what the, the people that are against it in this article, at least are saying that basically, 
abstinence is the best policy and that Kratom and marijuana are 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 just a uh, patch or that you could get addicted to You're Kratom. denying humanity. There's been no period in time. I mean, everybody's so goddamn fucked up. Even the people that are straight, all you motherfucking squares out there are loaded on booze and liquor and expensive ass alcohol and you everybody needs to get fucked up man it's the human goddamn condition we're like a mammal that knows we're gonna fucking die at some point and we have to (laughs) deal with that and there are fucking chemicals that really make that a lot easier yeah i I, you know 20 uh, this this story because i'm an idiot and didn't think about a twenty thousand i think i read it and thought it was like twenty thousand dollars a month by insurance companies or something you know what i mean but that's just you know it's not your fault man i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to be like what are you doing coming in here with your twenty thousand dollar solutions to the opioid crisis (laughs) i mean it is just it really just does more show who gets it first like who gets the experimental stuff first who finds out like Jesus Christ, my life is a my wife my life is radically different if I can just smoke a joint and take a teaspoon of this fucking leaf every day also, and all of a sudden my ducks are in a row. I also think it's interesting that like when you talk about kratom and somebody'll say well you get addicted to kratom or whatever like that. It's kind of like with me it's like well they're not going to put fentanyl in kratom though. So I, I guess just you're addicted to alcohol too. I'm addicted to fucking Celexa. I'm addicted to you all know the what SSRIs, I mean. Yeah. And acids and all this other Z-Quil. shit. Zquil, Yeah, I take fucking I get melatonin the every night Z-Quil. and shit like that. And it's just like we all take all this shit, and then they they randomly decide what's good and what's not. Generally, the choice is basically does it make you feel good? That's bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the problem is is that people feel euphoric on Kratom. Like they're like, No, 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 no. This needs to be like you need to, to be have a, a clear head. And it's like but you don't understand that some of us don't ever want to have a clear head. <laughs> if I have a clear head, I'm gonna turn into like a serial killer. <laughs> if I, I have to smoke weed in order not to become like a psychotic. I have to smoke it to make TV better. Like have you seen <laughs> what's on TV? That's true. You they know? aren't doing very good. It's terrible. Yeah, it needs a bump. It needs a hel- a little bit of help. Nope. All the art is based on shit that was around when I was a kid, and yeah. I'm just tired, you know, and I need to sit down and have weed to make the world more interesting inside my little apartment in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I've seen most of this before. My daughter's into trolls, and so was I, and so was my sister when we were a kid, and she's watching, she likes Batman a lot now, too, and Catwoman and Batgirl, and so did I, and I'm, I'm just floating here. <laughs> I need something to spice it up a little bit, you know. You'll get high and watch them Batman movies. Yeah, you yeah. Fi- I already seen all these fucking Batman movies. Watch- now I'm gonna watch them high and see if they're better. No, they make cartoons way better. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it way interesting. All right, let's. Uh, I got a few things I want to do. I, w- I want to get a few things out, like kind of get a few of these stories that I've been holding on to for a little bit. Uh, we probably do like a, 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 a lightning round in a way. Okay, you know, we'll okay. try to get we a get bunch a out of the way this time. We've been doing so good lately. I I don't think the listeners know that. Like one of the things I judge how good a show is is by how few stories we go through. So if I have ten stories saved up and we only go through two, I'm like that was a good show. But sometimes I get a whole bunch of them and they're all stuff I want to talk about. And they just sit in there, and then I end up deleting them, and we never get to talk about it. So I think I'm just going to start from the top. 
Oh, yeah. I also, I have an idea for a third show. Okay. All those old emails I got, I have about a baker's dozen of really incredible stories and scams, and I think we should just run through them and do like a mailbag, but this will be like the archived mailbag. Cool. Cool. I'm in. All right. Here's the first one, Brett. This is from NBC4. This is a story out of Columbus. And uh, a West Virginia woman who was out on bond after making hundreds of false 911 calls is charged again for doing the same thing. Yeah. Some people call 911. She's just a compulsion. Why can't they do that? Why can't they have caller ID, right? They can find out who called 911. And I know, listen, before you send an email and say... They're wasting resources. People really need to call 911 to get through. Yeah, this lady does too. I don't. She probably feels like she's about to f- explode inside if she doesn't dial 911. Everything feels like an emergency. We have to accommodate her as well. Her experience is way different than ours. So here it is. She Office- can't keep her hand off that phone. This is fucking cr- wild, though. Uh, Charleston police say Cassandra Fridley, 29, was taken into custody for nine separate warrants of making false calls. The calls connected her to connected to her latest charge were allegedly made between d- December 30th, 2017 and January 4th, 2018. She quit. She took a day off for Wrestle Kingdom. January Fourth, um, officers said Fridley was out on bomb for making false 911 calls back in 2016 when she faced multiple counts of false reporting after troopers said she called 911 approximately 600 times in 26 days. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> did she have like a robo dialer or did she like have invite people over to do it with her like let's fucking hammer them tonight let's really get in there so back when i was a cable guy i had this phone that had the numbers <laughs> on the outside <laughs> brett i had his phone and the, and the buttons for the numbers were on the outside it was just a thin like flat thing and i was leaned up against a ladder and i kept hearing somebody talking in in my shirt and I was like what the hell is going on and I picked it up and I had been calling 911 over and over again because when you press all the buttons oh it just defaults defaults to emergency emergency services oh shit and if I was her I'd just be like I just have my phone in my pocket I forgot to log my phone before I put it in my pocket see Uh, this yeah I mean come on this lady uh, this is just somebody you can't punish somebody for this right I mean this isn't. That's not going to solve the problem. I don't. Well, think. she is calling. They include medical emergencies, structure fires, burglary, stabbing, oh, shootings, hang-up calls, and various other incidents. That's fun as fuck. But bro. that's like her weed. See, I respect. That's like her weed. Maybe she'd be shooting heroin, but instead she's like, "I just saw a fucking robbery down at the bank." <laughs> I feel like I want to know why she's doing it so I mean, bad. Mental like, illness. Yeah. Well, then we should be taking. She that's shouldn't what I'm saying. No, that's court what I'm and going it. to jail. And here's the thing, dude. If she's making these phone calls and we know it's her, ignore it. Just ignore it. What she probably No, but she's smart. She's using like different It's not like she's using different phones. She could be using different She's got phones. burner phones. See, because she doesn't spend money on weed. She, well, how are they catching she doesn't spend, her? She doesn't spend 20000 a month on weed and Kratom. Instead, she's spending 20000 a month on burner phones so that she can make <laughs> 600 phone calls. That's just, a lot of phones. That is wild, man. That, I mean, uh, but people... It's, it's Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, we used to... Pay phones, man. Back in the day when there was pay phones and you could just roll right up and dial 911 and ride away on your bicycle. Those were the days. Those were the good days. I just felt like, man, throwing her in jail, 
Like, what is throwing Stupid. her in jail going to do? Just keep her from calling 911 again? It really sounds like when she gets out of jail, she's just going to yeah, start calling 911 again. Like, there's nothing you can do about her. It's I a different kind just, of emergency. I mean, there's probably something that needs to be addressed there. I think that, you know, we don't. It sucks because we're supposedly all in this together, which we're not. I mean, I'm, you know, we know that. But everybody's in this together, and when we have this system where they think that they think you can just call emergency and call 911 and you know take care of all of these things but the people in charge of taking care of problems are like we can just throw them in jail i mean that's all we can do is put her in a cage she can't call nobody from jail right yeah i just don't think you're sol- you're not solving a like no i mean th- that's it, what all they do that's all they offer though that is all the state offers is jail hey we got jail for you we though. have jail we do have jail still you have I mean, no jails you have a hard time in your life we have the perfect yeah. place to send you you, you can need to you need to sober up in jail yeah <laughs> Kratom and weed is that's that's an addiction, my friend. Jail will give you the um, salvation you need. It's jail. That it's jail, jail is every problem that's ever. There's never been a problem that the United States of America hasn't tried to solve with jail. Yeah, and I mean, jail has its places. Like Brace Belden, um, Piss Pig Grandma explained, we could all use a little bit of jail sometimes just to be like away from our devices and our comfiness for just like one week, maybe a year or something to get our head straight. Sure. But it's not something to be using on someone that obviously has like, I mean, this is like Tourette's. I mean, the same way that you don't arrest somebody for, for having Tourette's in public, the same way you wouldn't arrest somebody for having like an emotional distress, but I guess they do that all the time. Actually, that's what they do. <laughs> that's Dude, what they, they do. Basically, if you don't that. act, if you do not um, just act like people on TV, you might get fucking hauled away to jail. Yeah, they kill people for being under distress. At least they didn't run in and kill her when she called nine one one. Man, she needs help. Hell, she's calling an emergency number. There's an yeah. emergency. It's her, <laughs> like her compulsion. But, I just uh, feel like there could be a community, like there could be another, in a utopia, there could be another organization on that deals earth. with things like this. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like in a world. On a slab. On a I big don't like flat world earth. because world is like a homonym for like world, which is like a circle. Okay. And I, so I want to say slab. Now. Well, I just think in, in, in a utopia that I would live in, there would be another organization that could maybe deal with stuff like this that doesn't carry a gun yeah. and a stick well, and always feel like they need to kill or throw something in a cage. So I'm going to totally blow up the lightning round. Um, but here in Franklin County, Columbus, Ohio, we had a situation where a kid looked like a scruffy-ass stupid kid, got shot at juvenile court by one of the officers that was there. Nobody else, in, nobody has a gun in that place except for the officer, and the guy just couldn't couldn't refrain from using it on a fucking child. From, why did he, was there a reason why he shot him? Was he acting wild? Well, yeah, they said basically that the guy was, scre- the, the officer was bullying around the dude's mom, and then the guy, like, tested him the kid tested the bailiff and then he just fell he fell on the ground and he when he fell on the ground he did like uh he shot him can i but that's what i think i read there's a metal detector there we don't do news on this show there's a metal detector there to right. get into that room yeah that kid wasn't a threat he no. didn't even have a knife he was know? tiny too man he was like a a little lonnie dude yeah like you could have just uh, anybody if you would if you would have had the staff there to just handle somebody like him instead of shoot him 
I just don't understand. I, I can't make any sense of this because I'm not the biggest guy around, but um, I've taken care of, I've stopped some fights before and I, I just don't see the necessity. I don't, I mean, I don't see the necessity for the fucking guns. I wish I could go push this bailiff's mom around. Like just oh yeah, <laughs> like that would be his punishment is that yeah. I get to go push his mom around in front of him and then I'll kill him <laughs> and then kill him yeah and then we'll kill him later. It's that's man, what a f- I mean like how can you not deal with these little scruffy like Lonnies or like these these like twelve like you know you th- troublemakers yeah. man yeah we need I to mean f- it's the same thing it's they're the same thing as the lady that's that's uh, calling nine one one six hundred times these people that come into these people that come into the system over and over again they're calling nine one one six hundred times and the most that we can do is like say hey you're doing a lot of desperate things for money well guess what now you owe us eighteen hundred dollars guess what you have to hire a lawyer now there's fees now all of a sudden you have to to show up and you you know they put all these things in place to just turn people into fucking criminals I mean. Right. It's their fucking plan all along. Yeah. They're they're making it it happen. You know the the area of town um, that that young man was from is not known for being the best, and I don't think that's on him. I think that everybody treats you. You know, when people know where your address is at, people treat you differently, and that happens a lot in this world. Right. Yeah. That's and especially true. the police. Yeah. And, and I mean, in Columbus, it's like the South End or the Near East Side or, or like they'll say the street name like, oh, he lives over our off Livingston and Parsons and shit like that. And like you just know as soon as you hear that what the person's trying to tell you about them. And it's like that in every city. You know, there's a part of every city where you like the cable company. It used to be like if you screwed up, you had to go work in the avenues, which is the near east side, you know, 20th, 19th, 20th, 18th. You know what I mean? Those they called that the avenues. And if you fucked up, you had to work there. That was the punishment was you worked in those neighborhoods. And and like you're totally right. It was like that this kid was marked oh it's dog whistle forever too. it's for all the people that fly the blue lives matters flags to say like this kid was uh from the bottoms uh is to say you know that he wasn't deserving of much anyways there wasn't gonna not much was gonna happen for him anyways you know yeah it wasn't gonna work out for this kid so yeah that's oh god i gotta get his name i'm sorry we well, gotta give that motherfucker a rest in power for real yeah Here's our next story, Brett, from Fox 8 in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This was I got this off of our page, so you've all already read it, but I think it's I thought it was great. It needed to be on the show. It just didn't fit the uh, couple weeks ago. You guys name? No, I don't know how to Google it. I typed in Franklin County kid shooting, which I don't think is the Google the Google thing. I get it for you, man. Okay. Uh, the, let me. Get, I got. I got it. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna get it. But go ahead with your story. I'm listening. All right. So this was a story I got a couple weeks ago. One Taco Bell employee in South Carolina is oh. giving new meaning to the word fast food, according to WTVD. Spartanburg police say an employee who was upset after being assigned a morning shift threw a hot burrito at his supervisor. Yeah, probably assigned a morning shift after a closing shift, I'm guessing. That sounds like a clopening. Like, once you get cloping too many times, you're ready to sling hot beef at somebody. Yeah, listen, the incident happened on Monday after the supervisor allegedly told the employee to stop being a crybaby right before she was being. Now, I'll say this is most definitely probably tied to childcare, right? Like, it's in the morning and... This person obviously has been asking not to be on in the morning. What the 
fuck does Taco Bell have to serve breakfast for anyway? They it's Taco there. Bell, man. Dude, Shit. they got the taco. They got egg. They got egg shells now. <laughs> I know. Egg. I know. Scrambled egg taco shells. As a Doughboys fan, I'm always on top of the latest fast food trend. But you know what I mean, like. Well, there's no clopening laws. They need clopening laws. Well, yeah, that's they're not making those. I really don't think. I mean, in some, I guess in Seattle, like if you live in Seattle, you sure. could probably get clopening laws. But I just don't see New York that had happening. A good, they they passed something with like a stable schedule law. I think. Okay. Too. The woman had turned away when melted cheese from the airborne burrito splattered her left arm, side, and leg. The police. She called that's, the police. That's too. part of the business, man. Called the damn police. If you're ah, a manager. You got scalded by cheese, so what? That's part of this job. The police say the irate fast food worker didn't stop there. He also took off his headset, broke it on his knee, Fucking and stormed out. <laughs> Take Dude. this job and shove it. Mine, my last one of the. Um, I always wanted to break those RF guns. We, we actually, we would break those RF guns. Like one of my favorite parts of working at the warehouse is they had these guns that had, you would scan every box that you did, it had a barcode and they would say like, these things cost $2,000. So don't lose them guys. And we'd wait until the time when we, we found an RF gun that nobody knew about, you know, one that was checked out, wasn't signed out for. We would throw that thing right in the fucking uh, cardboard baler. Just to fucking bash it. <laughs> and this actually makes me think of a time that I exploded on one of my managers when I was 15. My first like official, I did newspapers from the time I was like 13 to 15. And once I was old enough to get a real job, I worked at Fazoli's, which their tagline was Italian food fast. Yeah. They do it fast that, through a window. That, that type of food that's known for being very fast. They do it through a window. Yeah. So I used to get to I used to get to work all the time on rollerblades, like the cool kind that you put the tiny wheels on and grind down rails and all that stuff. They're, even though everybody thought they were still fruit boots. Yeah, there's not a cool kind of rollerblade. They were cool at the time. It was I very had, popular. Okay. The X Games, Fabiola da Silva was huge. <laughs> You know a rollerblader just so you can say that. There's a That's lot the only of, reason you remember a rollerblader is so you can be like, no, rollerblades used to be cool. Remember Rap Fabio? No, they definitely, they definitely, to all your corn shit, man, there was people trying to ride rollerblades and Jankos and shit listening <laughs> to corn, for sure. Uh, and uh, so not, not around me. <laughs> so it's snowing, and I called up this dude, Kevin. This motherfucker, all he ever did was hang out in the office, hit on the girls, make jokes, do dumb shit, and then go do his emails or, or do with the like spreadsheet shit. In the Sounds back. like Kevin. So I called him up and I'm like, dude, you got to come pick me up. I'm like, it's snowing out here. It's an emergency. I can't get there. There's no transportation. And he's like, why don't you strap on the roller braids, Brett? And I was like, you fucking asshole. And I just screamed at him and then hung up and I walked there. It took like an hour and a half to walk there. And then I went there and just yelled at him more. Yeah. I just told him how fucking awful it was because I had been there on time every single day and I did clopenings all the time. I would, I would work, stay up with my dudes all night long, sleep for four hours and be there at eight in the morning to make fucking garlic butter. Yeah. Yeah. I used and to that do that son of a bitch cheese. Ha had to say something smart. Yeah. Get on, strap them rollerblades on buddy. Why don't you jump in those rollerblades and get down yeah. here to work? He I mean, did win. He did a sick grind. He did win though, but that oh, he I mean, got me. But in the end, he knew like, how to fuck. He knew how to make me mad. I'm sure it was hilarious to him. Oh yeah, he's just like he probably he probably doesn't think about it now. But at that day, no, he probably pissing went off home. kids is fun. I know how fun it is to piss off kids. <laughs> So trust fun. me, my kid's mad 24 hours a day, so it's less fun for me now, but it used to be. Um, he, 
oh man he did win though and, and it's just like in the end he was he got you to come to work yeah and like that's what always happened with well, me i wanted too. to be there i mean i was gonna be there yeah that always happened to me what i'm saying that like used to happen to me all the time too it would be like i'd come up with this ingenious plan or figure some way out to get off work and no, it wouldn't work different. and then that's i actually would get, where we're different what that's oh, you didn't think different. of a plan well no see i was trying but i'm saying that like I would always get into a fight with the uh, boss about, and then end up in there fucking pouting the whole time. Yeah, well, you that's know? what I'm trying to say to the listeners is that there's two ways that you can take to get to fight with the boss. Like you can either do strict compliance, like I do, or like strict, uh, strict uh, defiance, like you do. Yes, strict two compliance, ways. strict defiance, <laughs> new yin yang. <laughs> Here's a story I got from. Uh, the independent because i'm like kevin i'm trying to do my fucking job right now you just drive bring your fucking grand jam gt over here and get me to the fucking job you just wanted to fight with them now it sounds no i just did not want to walk through the fucking snow for 90 minutes (laughs) he made you he said well why couldn't he come and he probably needed gas you gotta think about gas money too guy like that yeah you know kevin Probably not making a ton of money. And no. he was like, I just want to He's sit salary. here. And- That's like a salary for 27K job. Yeah. This is not much. Yeah. Um, here's another story I got from the independent.co.uk. I don't know what that is. It's the independent. A train station was built in just nine hours by 1,500 workers in China. <laughs> Fucking dope, man. That sounds like SimCity. <laughs> well, organized with military precision, the project, which reportedly took place over the weekend, was completed in the southern Fujian province. Were Seven- they doing it for, like, Guinness or something? No, they're motherfucking trying to get a train station. They're just like, we gotta... <laughs> Time's up. We need this thing. Well, it's almost it. a due date. They procrastinated. I saw it, and I was like, man, if that's... Like we could get so anarchy, much. dude. Yeah, think that's about what I'm if people weren't doing spreadsheets. What if people weren't doing marketing campaigns for the new flavor of Dove soap? Right. Yeah. What if people had more time to just like build a motherfucking bridge? Like if we all go at it, like it's like old time. It's like Amish style barn raising. It's like this Saturday do a Facebook event. We're gonna try to build a new fucking train station. We need to get it done in one day. Show the fuck up, folks. I mean, this train station's e. Enormous. It's 152 miles long. No, no. Are you kidding me? These motherfuckers built a train station in nine hours, dude. And just imagine. One day's work? A, <laughs> a nine hour day. I don't like that it's nine hours. I, they probably should have got got off. They were probably like, fuck, we might finish this thing. No, they got, and, they got like a second wind. You're right. Yeah. Well, give me that other half of that foot long. I was going to save for dinner. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to chew on it while I hammer down this extra drywall. I'm really into this because I feel like we could really like. I know it shows e- people power, right? Yeah. And eliminate so much work time, time, actual time. Yeah, because for we're work. sitting around waiting for this shit to be done. It's like, I mean, if everybody chipped in, we could get it done in a motherfucking weekend. Got eight guys trying to work we as want- slow as they can to soak up overtime. We, we need know? a new airport out here in Nebraska. It's like. <laughs> Let's, can we get an airport? It's like, sure. I mean, we could probably lay down 152 motherfucking miles of airport in nine hours. <laughs> by my approximation. By my approximation. <laughs> I was looking at my watch that there's 1,500 of us. Yeah. I would join in on something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That sounds I would good. be part of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I would. it. We're going to build a fucking big building? It's like building? a flash mob. <laughs> it's like a flash mob for infrastructure. <laughs> I mean... Like that's the most millennial communist government right there. It feels to me like if we need infrastructure, there will be flash mobs. <laughs> I just feel like if 
at the beginning of the month, we could be like, all right, these are the things that we need to have done. To-do list. And then fucking <laughs> just take one day a week each month and just imagine the free time, you know? you That is a one-day work week, Brett. A one-day one. work month. That's a one-day work month. Yeah, if you build a if you build a train station that big, I think that's a month's worth of work. Yeah, you should get to go. I know that these people probably Those aren't. Used to take like thirty-six months. I know and they did it in nine hours. Nine hours. Nine hours. I was so impressed when I saw the story. I was like, you know, these socialists. I mean, this this could go a long way to being like, no, socialists aren't lazy. They can fucking build a train station quicker than any capitalist. Yeah, they actually have a what stronger back than you, Yank. <laughs> Sorry, John Wayne, but these folks how, are beating your ass. How long would it take for capitalists to build one of these things? First, they got to oh, do all the <laughs> hemming and hauling. They got to pay off all of their regulators, right? Yeah. They need angel investors. They need people to, to do the uh, marketing. They got to outsource all of the labor. Yeah. Two years ago, the world's largest radio telescope began searching for signals from stars and galaxies and perhaps extraterrestrial life in the remote Ping Tang County in southwest China's Guizhou province. Measuring 500 meters in diameter, the radio telescope is nestled in a natural basin within a stunning landscape of green karst formations it took five years to complete and surpass that of the 300 meter i can't even read any of these nerd chip dish but yeah like these dudes are just this china gigantic satellite dish china's just building stuff man in like seconds like they're i mean i don't want first of all let me cut this off a little bit i don't want to build stuff on every single piece of land that exists either so it's like it's just, I feel like we're all re- we're building most of what we're building is useless. Bro, and, and most like, of what we're building are condos. Like, <laughs> yeah, so right. much of what we're building goes to building condos. Yeah, and we have like we have uh, things that are already built that just need like someone to spackle them. I, you know, like some some of the they just need like an extra uh, girder on some of these bridges and shit. <laughs> we can't even get around to that. You know, no. I mean, I don't want central planning to that extent, I guess, for any other part of life. But as far as infrastructure goes, it just feels like uh, that seems to be like a good way to get infrastructure taken care of. But we've been hearing, I mean, since probably 2003, I have been hearing our infrastructure is crumbling. This whole thing's falling apart. These bridges, they're basically made out of cheese. They're going to fall down and melt in the sun. And remember when that one bridge fell in like the Midwest, just a bridge broke and they were like, we got to fix all these bridges. They just like on the news and there was just people in it. But every year it seems like less and less and less of it gets done. Dude, but I'm telling you the, uh, like the, the Washington DC train system is like a fucking death trap. That's I, it's like a lot of, a lot of old, like a lot of those old, um, train systems are fucking awful. Like we did a terrible job because we just basically have 1900 railroads, uh, running through our country and we never innovated on that in any sort of way. And it's just such a stupid way to do things. Yeah. Let's do a rich person, rich people acting ridiculous story out of New York. Okay. Sound good to you? I like that. This actually pissed me off so much. A couple of uh, douche amps, right? 
I don't know. That's Louisiana rich. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. I don't. To some, the prospect of adding new subway elevators not far from the World Trade Center is a godsend. A desperately needed portal for the disabled to a subway system that is among the least accessible in the nation. To a group of neighbors who live beside the proposed site, the elevator seems like something else entirely. A hazard a terrorist could turn into shrapnel. Um, so they think someone's going to put a bomb inside of a elevator well, here's what, entryway here, here we and go. blow it up. On one side of a growing skirmish on Broad Street in Lower Manhattan, these are rich people. Lower Manhattan is the richest place, right? I mean, yeah, I don't what think I get much richer. I, <laughs> I think it's the richest place in the United States. I think lots, yeah, lots of fifis live there. Right? Yeah. But so in Lower Manhattan are disabled riders, advocates and a real estate developer building the elevators in exchange for being granted permission by the city to add more square footage to the mixed use building the de- developer is erecting at 45 Broad Street. On the other side are tenants of a nearby buildings like 15 Broad Street, a high rise designed by the architect Philippe Stark. Honey, a- I live in 15. <laughs> Do you know 15? Hello. Do you know who designed this building? It was Philippe Stark. I, I don't I my my existence I haven't I have a point to it. There's clarity in my existence. This elevator is not a part of that clarity. <laughs> and you know it's just that they don't want the damn no. elevator because th- this elevator is for helping disabled. Because so basically I I can do the rest of the story. I read the story. Basically, if you want to build a shitty mixed use building somewhere in New York, you can get quicker permission if you help with disabled accessibilities to the subway system because the subway system <laughs> is the the subway system for people who can't like walk is like fucking impossible to get on in a lot of places okay and uh these people are going they so this company not out of the kindness of their heart are willing to build an elevator in one of the subway stations in lower manhattan which is where rich people live. They want to build an elevator so that people can get on the subway. The people that live in this neighborhood don't want it there. And I, they're not saying really why they don't want it there, Brett. There's no, like, I, they want, I can't get the real answer. They're saying they don't want it there because somebody could ride on the subway in a suicide bomb jacket, come up the elevator, blow himself up, and then the whole elevator would be shrapnel that would kill people that is their reason and somebody has a collection of Vera Wang dresses that they think are a part of American history and that that's like a danger yeah I I don't know what it is I mean maybe they just don't want the elevator you know maybe they think the elevator will be ugly we hired um Mr. Sakimoto to come here and do his feng shui on this street (laughs) and this will not work at all we paid a lot of money for this. You need to respect uh, what we want to see this neighborhood look like. Yeah. I mean, it's so selfish. It, it always takes me back to the story from Massachusetts, yeah. like Cape Cod or whatever, where they were like, hey, we'll, we're going to go out here in the ocean and put a bunch of those windmill things, gimmicks, and it's going to give people electricity. It's going to be great. Wind, it's wind power. What's better? And they were yeah. like, I don't want to look out my window and see wind power happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn. Um, no. All of these old paintings that I was that were handed down to me, they don't have windmills in the coastline. I don't want to see that. 
I want the one from the painting that Great Gatsby had. <laughs> Windmills are ugly, and uh, we just don't want them out there off the coastline. Like, it's just, just all, all it reminds me is you're taking money away from some of my favorite coal billionaires. <laughs> they just, I mean, it's and, offensive. It is offensive to coal billionaires if you think about it. And they go on TV. They like do go on the news, news, or they'll talk to the news, and they'll have these reasons like. Like I said, the reason for the windmills was because they were an eyesore. It's like, I, I don't give it's a like, shit what you see. Do you care what I see when I look out my window? Let's take it all the way down to the biodegradable sun chip bags. They were loud as fuck. Sure. <laughs> but them shit was made out of like corn and they broke down and they weren't a fucking problem to the environment. But people couldn't handle it because it was too crinkly. Yes. <laughs> We did get rid of them sun chip bags because we hated the sound of them. There could be some really, somebody could make a zillion dollars off of an ASMR video of those things now. <laughs> oh my God. Have you found an old stock bag of sun chips? You've popped them open for six hours. Them old crinkly bags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people would be going off those ear pops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fucked up, man. It's so stupid. I just can't imagine. Well, I mean, once you. If you're born into that and you don't understand what other people are like, I mean, you really do like your gilded cage. I think people, those folks are most comfortable being in the cage. I guess the thing that, like... They don't give a fuck about I, anybody else. I guess the thing that really bothers me about it... They don't have to. Imagine, though. Imagine your life. You're handed everything. You have all the money, and you realize you don't have to give a fuck about anybody else that's out there. Right. Yeah, well, that's your reality. I mean, yeah. That's your motherfucking reality. Like, you just have to come to that conclusion. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I have to go to this through this slog every single day, and I have my story. But theirs is literally that they get to do everything I've ever fucking dreamed of. Right. And, and I think the thing that got me on this is, like, to me... This very much comes off like they just don't want disabled people in their neighborhood. Sure. Like, this is an accessibility thing no. where you would think, uh, for me, that is a slam dunk. More accessibility for people is a slam dunk 100% of the time. If you can make things accessible to all people, do it. Like, take my money and do it. Just do it. No, that you know? seems like automatic. That seems like something we should be focusing on. Once again, like... That's why I'm trying to get into this left Illuminati. Like, if we can pull all our money and resources into somewhere else, that's the type of shit that I would expect we'd be doing with it, you know? I don't understand why we're why we're, we're list, even listening to what these fucking people say. Right, and, and like, they go into... It just... The, even the idea that they feel okay going into the public comment stages and raising hell about it, to me, is, is really not... It's so strange, Brett. It's so... It feels like... Somebody should grab them by their hair and just scream in their face that they're being terrible. No, there's um actually I'm trying to look at right now. I'm not going to be able to cite her. I have so many people to cite at the end of the show. But uh, somebody that did one of the Valentines for the love zine, she said, uh, "Happy Valentines to all my haters of every stripe." And then when you open it up, it says a stripe for you, a stripe for you, and a stripe for you. And she has a paintbrush, and she's just smearing it across their face. <laughs> and that's what I feel like I want to do to these people is just walk up with, like, one of them fucking, those Bob Ross, like, wooden boards full of paint and just walk up to them and just smear it on their fucking face and yeah. walk away. 
Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. fuck their day up so bad. I think I would love if we could get a Patreon level where we could have an apartment and just fuck with those people all day long. <laughs> I want to do like the um I want to do that movie Dirty Work but like as a lifestyle blog. <laughs> I just, man, I, like we don't do probably the best on like kind of those sorts of uh, those sorts of rights, like like disability disability work. stuff. I mean, we. Stuff. D- I mean, I mean, I, I I would say that. Uh, I mean, we definitely gave props to the folks that that um, showed up in Columbus and across the country for uh, adapt the, the Medicare for all. Yeah, and adapt. And all yeah, that. I just I just think that like I saw this story and it infuriated me, and I want you to know that like. I'm fucking. I'm. I think about you all the time. No, it's like stupid. I, I want mean, you these to know. Motherfuckers that. should be brought back to earth. These are the kind of folks that you grab by the fucking ear and you drag them down to to like where they make dinner at home and they use like pasteurized cheese products on occasion. <laughs> we will make them eat hamburger help. They're gonna have pasta for dinner. Yes, that you made your fucking self. <laughs> we should make them eat hamburger helper beef yes. stroganoff three That's, times a week yeah that's like no or they get the fiesta dude fiesta is good i always like the lasagna but Ooh, lasagna was good <laughs> that, that was the, a treat i, I oh bet my you, god because my dude my friend's mom that used to make it she would doctor it up with like a pound of mozzarella cheese on top that she would like brown so well do we have all right listeners and and especially you people in the secret face book group too do any of you eat hamburger helper i'm genuinely curious because i, mean, I you think, got to it when you're young i think hamburger helper may have ended before you think folks are too jmo now there's too much forbidden knowledge out there no i just feel like i haven't Kids seen did, they it. buy uh avocado toast instead yeah that's what i think i think people trying to eat wholer foods and stuff but that might be just my cloistered living it's in the so city kind of guy but like Hamburger Helper was a staple to me and every single one of my friends' diets growing up. It was every one of us had Hamburger Helper, like three different kinds of Hamburger Helper a week. That was the only reason I was able to move out. I mean, that's the only reason anybody was able to move out. You buy that like, that four ninety nine, the big tube of like five pounds of ground beef, that big ass thing. And then even when it's like frozen, what you do is you put it in the pan and like cook cook it. And then you take the spatula and just scrape it off <laughs> and throw it back in the freezer. Me too. Me too. Get that shit simmering. Put in that spice packet. And you're like fucking cooking it up, man. You're Bobby right. Flay. You can bam it the whole time. That was, well, it tasted so good because it's all I'd ever had. You know, yeah. I, like, oh. I remember one time I put sausage in it and was like, "Damn, this is a little fancy up here." We moved up, but it was like Jimmy Dean sausage because I didn't know that there were other kinds of sausage. <laughs> sausage. All right, I got, I got. Now this, the I tu- want the tuna helper too, man. That's Ugh, a treat. That man. stuff was. That's not. only for like sophisticated taste. That's only for you know, you know, us folks at Cape Cod that we don't put up with. You know, we eat tuna helper, and but we won't put up with any sort of windmills or anything like that. <laughs> they don't eat tuna helper. No, no. Well, right. I put salmon in my we, tuna yeah. helper. <laughs> I, I do a smoked oyster and maybe some lobster, some something, you know, like that. Uh, we do a little bit of a, a sea urchin roe on top to, to kind of open up the flavor profiles. I would love for people to send me stories about rich people, like, oh, fighting I, for bad causes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like any of those, because that that story really irritated the shit out of me. I was furious about that New York story. Well, and those kinds of people too is also, you know, they um, 
in in the shittiest way possible, they're also the folks that kind of have their they have a real shot at making a change in the government. You know, when you have that kind of money and privilege and homeowner associations and rubbing elbows with people, you can you can kind of say, we're not going to put up for this bullshit. You know, we don't want a terrorist <laughs> bomber coming in here to our neighborhoods. Hell no. You know, if they don't put up without in bumfuck Idaho, we're not going to certainly do it here in the greatest goddamn city in America. You're fucking- if they get SWAT gear out in Idaho City, we sure as hell better have SWAT down here. You better be taking precautions because we're a target, Mister Buster Brown. Yeah, you are so right about that. They can stop this from happening. They really can stop it from happening. They're the people that get listened to when the shit when when these arguments come in. They're not going to listen to activists like they're not going to listen to like adapt or any of that or any of these disability rights organizations they're going to listen to these rich fucking idiots it's very hard to get over the noise and power level of folks like that yeah yeah to breach that all right we got a story from detroit nick nick from detroit what's going on out there nick give us a heads up jeez this is from the detroit news an irate customer who was upset about the price of an item started trashing a Northwest Destro- Detroit Marathon gas station last month, prompting manager Sandik Kaid to dial 911. When the police didn't respond after several minutes, Kaid said he hit redialed and asked why. The, d- the dispatcher said, it's because you don't have the green light, Kaid said. The customer was in here destroying the store, throwing everything off the shelves. He was here for almost an hour before he left. When the police finally came, they told us the green light locations get priority. What Business- does that fucking mean? Okay, here it is. Businesses pay between $4,000 and $6,000 to join Project Greenlight. That's called a protection racket. Yes. <laughs> a program that allows police to monitor businesses, video surveillance feed in real time. The cost covers installation of high-definition cameras and lighting. There is also a monthly fee of up to $150 for cloud-based video storage. Whoa. In exchange, participating companies are given priority one status on police dispatches. But This some- would be a good-ass movie with you, Law. <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah i mean this shit can only go bad this is this is some fucked up scenarios i mean they are the that's capitalist, fucked up. The, the the like capitalist like neoliberal types are trying a lot of shit in michigan like especially in detroit they've yeah they've taken over the government and gutted it and free let it free fall and like uh really taken a shot at their their really uh their mad max vision of the world they're fucking turning it into gulch gulch basically. yeah yeah yeah. But this is a protection racket. This is re- this is like a this is a absurd. Motherfucking police. This is like when you Especially, used to have to hang a company's like thing on your business. You know what I mean? Like you had to you would have to hang like uh, uh, the fireman <laughs> in case you called the fireman. You had to get the right fireman company. <laughs> I mean, are they still paying taxes to the government at all? Well, yeah. In exchange, participating companies. Okay, so see, I mean, because I mean, there's they're also I'm sure collecting money that get, they, they do. They pay high tax. They said yeah. they already pay high taxes. Um, it's uh, police chief James Craig insisted officers are not neglecting non green light businesses. That is a fucking lie. And that is a bold faced fucking lie. There's no way they aren't. If they're making fucking money off of what's the point of it. If they're not neglecting the other businesses. Yeah. I mean, they really just thought this guy um, would just, shut up about it they didn't think that that story would break they didn't think there was they were just like you know fuck you don't got green light dude 
Like you run a gas station in this town, you're gonna get robbed. Why aren't you paying up? You know, you knew you know we need our protection. This is proof. Why why haven't you paid the money? If you don't sign up for Greenlight, we're not gonna ignore you, but we do expect if you don't join the program, you should have a relationship with the neighborhood police officers because it's their job to work on quality of life and crime issues for all businesses. Greenlight or not, Craig said. So there's like premium service on policing. Wow. <laughs> premium policing. See, but service. that's the thing though, is they won't stay out of your hair though. Like maybe if I fucked with folks that that paid for premium police service, I'd have to deal with that. But they're still doing all the other like bullshit, right? They're still out there like busting people for oh, yeah. drugs and like arresting people for dumb shit for shoplifting and shit. Yeah. Well, there's so much more to this story. This is just the tip of the iceberg of this story. This there's is, a lot to it. Oh my <laughs> so God. This is absurd. Uh, uh, a flashing green light outside the business lets people know the area is being monitored at the De- Detroit Police Real Time Crime Center, which Craig says is, an, is a deterrent to They're doing breakers. Robocop. The movie Robocop happened, and then now they're actually doing This is Robocop. It's kind of Robocop Dude, this without is the robot. Technology. A technology with that really harsh, harsh um, oppression, you know, attached to it. Priority runs. Priority one runs are given precedence over other emergency calls. Although Craig said green light runs don't trump violent crimes. But per the agreement with the city, if these are simultaneous calls from two business owners reporting similar crimes, police prioritize the call from the green light location. Of course they do. That's why they offer a service. You know, and actually, though, this actually... uh, this does remind me of my dude in D.C. When I was in his neighborhood, there were signs posted everywhere that said, you are now being filmed by the D.C. Police Department and all your actions will be upholdable in a court of law and shit. That's a deterrent. I mean, that is... From what I understood from criminology courses, that's a deterrent, but it generally just moves the crime away from wherever the cameras sure, are. Sure, I mean, it was... So. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, around the corner. Yeah. There was all kinds of shit happening around the corner. They were able to, like, prove that, like, it actually happened here. They put they put cameras up in, in certain, they said, strategic places. And then the crime all moved from the corner where there wasn't anybody into the neighborhood. Because they just, the, the whatever was going on just moved down the street a little bit. So they weren't in there. And then they were fucking in people's shit in the neighborhood. Yeah. It was like, at least they were fucking over there before right. you know that <laughs> like because i mean I, I i was a guy that did some crimes and stuff like that and i kind of always felt like i didn't want to fuck with civilians very much like it was like kind of can we please just be separate from them like i wasn't like i don't i'm not saying that that people that i was intimidated by people that weren't involved with it it was more of just a thing like it's better if we don't <laughs> interact with them you know no, I, I, mean? I mean we i usually i always met up for drugs in like parking lots of like desolate places or somewhere where it wasn't like a bunch of folks were going to be there watching us you yeah know? but um in 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 i mean even with when you talk about some of some of those oh, i can't remember the name there's anarchist cities overseas where the you know all the laws fall away like people do have a natural inclination to like keep the dirt away from like the, the other shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to be involved with squares, dude. Yeah. We're looking for an office. And when, when the realtor said the first, he was like, where do you guys want to be? And we were like, not with squares. We just don't want to be in a place with a bunch of squares. That's it. 
Um, this next paragraph is probably going to light you on fire. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you right now, you might want to get in that bong real quick. Cause it's probably going to get you the Detroit news reported in June that city officials are considering making green light mandatory for all businesses that serve the public and are open after 10 PM. <laughs> so that. That is outrageous. Yeah, that's the real fucking... See, I mean, that's that government that the Republicans are talking about, though. See, they're in charge, but the government is literally running a, a enforcement racket. Yeah. They are saying they are saying in order to do business in this town after hours, if you want to keep your doors open after hours, you got to pay us. Yeah. And, that's and, fuck. That's so fucking outrageous. And, well, listen here. Let me give you a little bit more, Brett. Let me just hand you some a little bit more. When told some business owners feel like they're being slighted because they already pay taxes and shouldn't have to pay extra for prompt police response, Duggan said, I'm not getting that. The level of enthusiasm is so high, he said. Our resistance comes almost entirely from people who appear to have a relationship with the people up to no good in their parking lot. So basically they're saying if you don't pay for this service, then you're probably hanging out with criminals. Yeah, you're somebody that sells drugs out of your parking lot. Oh I couldn't imagine that being it's so much money, Brett. I mean, we're talking about That's a, lot of a money. five thousand dollar install, and then a hundred and fifty dollars a month. Well, what like, did they say? Six. I mean, if you're talking, if they, if it was like they said four to six thousand, if it was six thousand bucks, man, that's like how much is that a month? I mean, that's a good significant amount of how much that could be. We how much pay. your rent could be? <laughs> this whole thing takes in just a little bit more than that. You know yeah. what I mean? Six k a month, like. Six thousand dollars a month is no six six thousand a year though. Six thousand a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too much money. How much a month? I don't know. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. A month. You're looking at. That's like, that's how much our office is going to be. Like, if you, I mean, some retail space is fifteen hundred bucks. A third of that goes to just the police. I mean, this is this is vile. Five hundred bucks a month. This is fucking as criminal as it gets. When yeah, this when is as corrupt. This is like basically at this point in the film, some sort of Jean Claude Van Damme or Wesley Snipes should appear to kill all these corrupt cops. Yeah, like green lights stopped <laughs> or green lights gone red, and then he shoots like the police captain, fills him full of fucking bullets. Oh. oh no! It would be a woman. It would be a woman now. It'd have to be like Jennifer Lawrence. Ronda Rousey can do it. Yeah, I mean, she's cooler than hell. Oh my god! Yeah, so that's happening in Detroit. I Taraji don't. Taraji P Henson could play like a retiring. <laughs> this is like her last case, right? This is her last case. She's going to retire, and she has to take down the the Detroit police so that she can retire in the city that she loves. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, man, that story really fired me up there. That is a protection racket. That's what the mob does. If if you heard that happening anywhere else, you'd be talking about a despotic government, you know? Yeah, this sounds uh, nightmarish. I mean, this pretty much is basically, it sounds like from a history book when they would say over in fucking XYZ, the government was making the citizens pay for the police, you know, exorbitant fees that bankrupted their fucking businesses. Yeah, so this is a story from last year. Uh, we've been talking about those thousand dollar bonuses, Brett. 
uh, that people got the Trump bonus and talk. The Trump yes, up. we're calling it the Trump, the Trump bonus. Up. Trump bucks. Yeah, Trump bucks. Get your Trump bucks. <laughs> he would do that. He would do Trump bucks. I can guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Trump bucks. They're worth double a dollar. They're worth twice. <laughs> they spend anywhere Visa and MasterCard does. I just want to read this stat that I saw from Career Builder out of this article. 78% of full-time workers say they live paycheck to paycheck, up from 75% last year. So that was an that's article. Life. That's a lot. Like that. It's a it's a staggering number. Yeah. and can, You it, want to imagine. I think all of us want to imagine that there's these people. They're called the normals. And they do everything right. And their life is very fulfilling. And they have a savings account and a, and a retirement account and a college fund account and their cars are paid on time and they've never been late on their credit. And, you know, their lives are perfect. And that like there's a big amount of us that are getting the American dream in that way. And it's like, you know, 27 percent are eligible for it, but probably not getting it, you know. Right. I mean, even when you think about how people overestimate their their place in the economy a lot too like most people think they're middle class i struck it rich i'm (laughs) I'm the general manager of six outback steakhouses okay i make sixty thousand dollars a year okay that's big numbers (laughs) i'm doing big numbers out here okay (laughs) you know the pre-owned bmws come with the same guarantee as the new ones so i mean i get the same german engineering as the other guy i'm just i'm more astute financially yeah I, I think re, what you just said was really with the takeaway I had from it is that like I every month we get our, our money and my wife gets paid every two weeks. And I think there's got to be people that like this ends, right? Like if you keep working hard and you stay on an upward traje- trajectory, this paycheck to paycheck, this this uh, this feeling of like precariousness yeah. goes away. And like when you see that 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck, that to me is an indication that it doesn't go away, that we all die paycheck to paycheck, you know, that most of us die paycheck. Obviously, most of us do. Well, I mean, that's just the, that's what we're at now. There was another story I shared on our, our social media feed about people that are working in their seventies and like, what's that like is for them, um, folks that had these like, uh, pension jobs for big airplane manufacturers and then found themselves like the rug pulled out from under them and what they're doing now. And uh, I think we're avoiding a lot of this. I mean, you and I are very honest about how fucked up our finances are. Mine are the best they've ever been in my life. And my wife, God bless her, has like made a lot of money. And now everything we get is that extra padding. But really all I'm doing right now is making amends, you know, my wife makes a decent amount of money, but she loses 15% of it to garnishment, you know, for student loans still, you know, it's yeah. a lot of money. It's a, it's a well, decent amount of fucking, it's enough that we can't like save money for a house and shit, you know? Right. That's me right now is that like this thing's starting to pay off every month. I get a little bit more, a little bit more and I'm getting there, but I also realize that I have student loans that I haven't even fucking touched yet. And I'm just like, 
I just I need five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, please give me one, just one babillion, and everything would be cleared up, and then I could go live on a beach somewhere. If somebody handed me five hundred thousand dollars, I promise you, you'd never hear from me. I'd have it all cleared up. I'd have all my debt cleared up. But yeah, I just think, and it is, it's everybody, and and we're not. I mean, I think we're all supposed to be like a weird, like uh, Protestant work ethic about it, and that like we have our head down. It's like we're trying to do better for ourselves, you know. Um, but it's so precarious and, and none of it's guaranteed. I've, I've lived long enough now and paid enough attention to the news and the culture and the, the waves and, and watch folks lose, you know, things over just market changes and shit. You right. know, I've lived through several of those. I lived through the, uh, fucking Y2K man was a wild ass ride. And then, uh, the, that burst of all of that. And then, on to the failures in 2008, 2009, when everything, all the banks fell apart. And, you know, folks just, their lives were changed well, me, immediately. We and then like, and it's hard to get security there. I mean, it's one thing that I don't think that they're ever going to give you is security or that feeling of um, safety. Yeah. I think we also, me and you were kind of adults at the time when the housing boom blew up and we saw saw a bunch of people we saw we got to see a bunch of people who did all the right things and did everything they were supposed to do get absolutely fucked yeah they were like well uh yeah i mean my payments were 900 dollars initially but they're 2300 now and uh i thought i was going to be doing better in five years and the banker kind of convinced me of that and uh now it's underwater and my credit's fucking ruined you know did you want to be i mean i've seen the best of the best i've seen the most conservative of financiers claim bankruptcy me too i've seen people who i mean i've just seen people who have brought in enough money that they could have made it but just things went wrong i've seen people who got injured at work i I, i've just seen it happen so many times now that like i i never i really this might sound like depressing it's not to me because it's i'm used to this dude i don't foresee any time in my life where I'm not going to live paycheck to paycheck, but I'm okay with it because I'm enjoying my time. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm no. enjoying my life. I'm enjoying what I do. Uh, but I also don't, I mean, I could go get a real job with my college degree and I don't think well, that I would, I don't think that is even a ticket out. Right. That's not even a ticket out of living paycheck to paycheck. Sure. But here, the difference is, is that now we spent a good period of time where, we were living in a single income household and now me and you are both making an amount that is equal to like, you know, a $10 an hour, 40 hour a week job. That's what we're getting paid now. And so that is now a dual income household. And, you know, I think a lot of what saved me from financial oppression and corruption and having like my just soul being crushed is I was able to work with like rice and beans and canned stuff and cheap food and make it work so that I was able to, we were able to pursue this thing. And that was really my ticket out of like being so tied into money. But now that we have this coming in, I mean, I, I just keep, I mean, I just thinking, keep thinking like money is directly tied into happiness. Like that we run around telling ourselves money isn't happiness, but it is the only thing that provides happiness in this fucking world. Yeah. Now I, one year ago I was, I moved from when I moved uh, from DC and I was like $2,000 in the hole to get all of my shit across the country, you know? 
I, uh, I, I was fucking miserable. And now that I'm comfortable and am able to go and do fun things and enjoy myself and not be biting my nails over spending $5 to go see get out on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm fucking happy as shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Things are, but I'm, but it's, it's all I'm doing. I mean, I have two, I have five more years of paying off my debts. I mean, I still owe $700 to my last landlord. I owe $400 to the electric company. I owe $800 to the health insurance. I, owe, Erica owes, you know, $50,000 more, you know, in her fucking insurance or I'm, I'm sorry, insurance in her fucking loans. So all this means for me is that we, I'm going to be in five more years of like paying back shit, you know? And then, I mean, I'm going to be close to fucking 40. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I mean, somebody actually respond. And, and this used to be an old joke of mine too, is that like my retirement plan is revolution or how oh, good sure. I am at stealing stuff because I don't foresee it. I don't flim flamming. Yeah. I don't think anybody sees it anymore. I think, I think retirement it, is a thing that's like a dead, like I know one, two people in my whole life that are planning for retirement, Brett Two, I know two people. <laughs> no, based on the, based on the world we have now, I mean, setting aside all that money and putting aside all that joy and happiness to when you're 65, because I don't know if it's guaranteed at this point, <laughs> I don't I'm living like, like every day. And if I end up being that 73 year old Walmart person, I'll be raising fucking hell. And to the point I die in the goddamn lobby and I, I have to cost them money to clean up my fucking body be stealing i'll be stealing like crazy from that walmart at 78 years old yeah <laughs> yeah i i mean and that's the other sad thing when you start to oh god when you start to like really pull at this thing and you're like how much harder it is for older people to even get jobs because people don't want to really deal with them you know well have you seen how amazon likes them have you uh, well, seen how yeah. amazon loves <laughs> okay. them Amazon has a crew of uh, RV enthusiasts that show up every Christmas to do backbreaking work at 70 years old for 11 hours a day. And this is not even looked at as like a negative. It's like people don't even like that. that it doesn't register when the article comes out, except for in this like little corner of Twitter, you know, where you see people talking about no, it. Yeah, I don't. It's not regular. It's not regular people knowledge. I mean, I'm going to have to share the article again. I keep bringing it up. But yeah, the guy I read about and. You know, this is I they're obviously totally in the most privileged category, but they tried to retire with like a half million dollars and we're like we put it in an annuity and the annuity paid us a few thousand dollars a month and we were able to live off that. And me and my wife, we made food every night and we lived on the coast and we were fucking ecstatic. And then they were like Bear Stearns just crashed and you don't have any more money. And he was like, Well, we need to move it before we lose it all and they're like, No, like zero there's the money's dried up it's all gone there's zero dollars now yeah and so he like he talked himself into selling everything to get an rv and then the rv the upkeep and living that life cost so much that it was like well what could we do for money and he ended up working finding out about this rv thing at amazon where they they hire folks that live that transient lifestyle and it, he said it's pretty much people like him folks that used to like maybe be truckers or on the road folks or people that ex that wanted to travel the country my wife is once gonna be me and camp. you that's what i'm gonna say it's gonna be me and you sure my wife is following campers all over instagram like that's what she wants her life to be and i feel like that's what's gonna end up that's a, yeah. i'm gonna be throwing boxes while she like designs shit on a goddamn 3d <laughs> computer she'll Let's, be jumping in and as an avatar into like a 3d universe and designing shit and i'm gonna be scanning boxes for amazon <laughs> let's look at what amazon's up to right now bro 
Brett. Companies, this is from Gizmodo or Gizmodo, I don't know. Gizmodo, because it's like GIF, right? It's like how GIF is called GIF now. Companies love It's a GIF forever. Actually, let's just go into, there are two new patents. Patton Oswalds? No, not Patton Oswalds. No, there's not two new Patton Oswalds. This is from Matt Novak. I'll just read his, I'll, I'll read the thing. Companies love using the latest and greatest technology to keep track of employees, when, even when they're at home. But Amazon's new idea goes to extremes to treat employees like fleshy robots. The Seattle-based company was just granted two patents for employee wristbands that look like something from dystopian science fiction. The two patents, first spotted by GeekWire, are for wristbands that track where a given warehouse worker's hands are at all times you read that correctly i've seen the future and it's just rows and rows of low-paid workers and endless warehouses being told to stop picking their nose or to get back from their bathroom breaks as it were in theory the wristbands are designed to track where an employee's hands are in relation to inventory bins and even provide haptic feedback when a worker is putting something in the incorrect bin which is to say that the wristband could nudge you like a nintendo 64 rumble pack whenever you were doing something wrong and he also makes sure to say zap which more likely zap the nudge guy <laughs> i'm gonna say that a little but, buzz but yeah so God damn Oof. it, man. That's it. How That's you, it for fucking around, Brett. You know, it's you, over. Fucking around is... They're coming for us, dude. That Now they're coming for us. The guys that are like, I would... Hey, I would work in a goddamn warehouse if they paid me enough and gave me health insurance and took care of me. And they're like, what if we put a bracelet no. on you that fucking zapped you if you did the wrong thing? They're like, well, as long as you prove you're willing to work every single second that you're there and not just hit the numbers that we prescribe then we would be willing to give you those benefits. And you're like, oh, fuck you. That's fucking crazy. I want to yeah, fucking destroy how do we, we, Amazon. How do we we got to, yeah, I know. I feel bad now. I feel like I got to unplug from everything. I just don't see the point because everybody else isn't down to stop shit. Like everyone else is just keeps moving the shit berg further down the line. I, f- I feel like the, the thing is like. No one gives a fuck. Not using. I mean, I'm, we're just like whiny crybabies. Yeah, that's not, what I always come up with. Is like I feel like I'm a little complainer baby. That's what I. That's what at the end of the day, what I decide I am always. Yeah, and not using Amazon is a solution. Is one of these. When you say that, I just want no. I'm telling you, when you say. What are the solutions? It's like, well, one of the solutions is not using Amazon, but it's still not going to fucking go away. Like, w- this is a thing. We try to do this with Walmart. Right. This is the sort of thing where you have to be pro. It looks like Amazon's going to kill Walmart. <laughs> What's going to end up happening is that it's just going to be another bigger, more evil company that comes in and die. I mean, fucking Amazon, the dude from Amazon, he's like, I'll make some health insurance now. He's trying to make health insurance. I saw yeah, that sounds like Walmart. Walmart has those little vision centers inside. Yeah, so and the, and the doctors. This fucking Amazon is like I, I the most e- it's, it's like the a evil gigantic, empire. Yeah, it's like and a, it happened out of nowhere, fucking nowhere. Like one day, Amazon is like just a thing that people that know can go on and be like, I can get fucking seven pounds of gummy bears for fucking fifteen dollars, and then. The next day, Amazon runs health insurance and they're building Nintendo power gloves to make sure that they can zap their workers if they put something in the wrong bin. They also have these gigantic glass spheres in Washington where they keep like 500 different tropical plants and varietals of, you know, 
foliage and shit. And they're going to, and we'll never be allowed to touch that stuff no. either. They're going to build a big black box around it in the future once they've taken over and be like, you know, it's a privilege to be able to look at the Amazon foliage. Yeah, they're going to find out whether you're prime or not. You're going to, everybody's going to be judged on if you're prime. Are you prime? <laughs> you can enjoy all of this watercress if you're prime. Man, I'm prime. But I don't want to be anymore. You know, I want to unplug from Amazon, but I can't. There's so much stuff there. Everything's there. I need stuff, dude. I'm a stuff needer. Yeah, so, that's where all the stuff's at. That's going on. Okay, we got. I just two. don't like. I hate overpaying for things. I know. In a do. way, <laughs> I imagine a world where things could be pay, could be made for a decent price. I think that. A lot of the way, I think all of the the labor that we get our items with is abused, and I think we should be paying more for them so that the folks that make it can get more. But if you're gonna sell me the same old chintzy shit, I'm not gonna pay more for it just because there's a store. You know, I I, don't, I hate walking into a place and paying too much for something. You know? Yeah, just because a guy wants to sell crap, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So here, sorry, we got, we, we're we're down That's to not like, funny. We're down to like I, it's a it's a really it's a I really do it's a, a conundrum for me. Just please don't take away our time to fuck around when we're stuck working in the Amazon. Like they're gonna fucking get us all working in an Amazon warehouse, right? Wristband. Every single one of us is gonna work in an Amazon warehouse, and they're just gonna put like an exoskeleton on us that yes. doesn't allow us to do anything except for work. Well, it will it will be powered like it'll use our brain as the power for the exosuit. So like they plug into us and then they just use our body, like then we just power the unit, and then it goes and does the the pre-programmed job. You know, yeah, it moves our it moves Limbs. our body to do the stuff, but we don't have any control over it until break no, time. No. And no. then it break, it opens up, and you get to walk out and eat your lunch or whatever. We're being at that point, we're being paid as energy cells <laughs> for robots. <laughs> All right, we got two. We well, we have at least one more, but maybe not. All right, here we go. Here we go. Actor Tim Allen has joined the cast of a new movie aimed at disrupting the liberal and PC culture in Hollywood. I need it. Campuses and disgusting ass libs hanging out with Weinstein, raping women. Alan's last man standing sitcom was canceled last year and outraged fans believe ABC pulled the plug because the family comedy highlighted conservative values. ABC denied it was over politics. Alan has signed on to the docudrama No Safe Spaces that's expected to hit theaters this fall. Docudrama? This is not hitting theaters. What is theaters. a docudrama? It's like a documentary, but they also have dramatizations in it. It's pro- So listen to who's involved. Fellow comedian Adam Carolla. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, conservative good. radio host Dennis Prager are making the movie to promote free speech at a time when they said the entertainment industry, media, and college campuses are too often to shut down or blackball controversial viewpoints. That's not true. People just don't want to buy your shit. That's all it is. It's just fucking it's, nobody likes it. Yeah. That's you, why. No one has to guarantee that people will like your shit. I know. We did this thing for the longest time to only 100 people. And the whole time we were like, well, I mean, if 100 people like it, it's still pretty fucking fun to do it every week, you know? 
We were accepting it. We didn't like go on a furious rage. Actually, we did go on a furious rage against people that didn't like us. So I understand where <laughs> we they're have. coming from. Well, making a movie, like spending a bunch yeah. of money on a movie that's it's not going to be in theaters. Second, I mean, it might be on that weird thing where like before the movie. The early the previews previews where it's like those weird things like where they're like we're doing a drum line in the movie theater yeah. <laughs> sort of thing it might show up there I I, I oh, what is that called you know what I'm talking about right what like they'll show like an opera in the movie theater <laughs> sometimes the fathom events fathom events they'll do it as a fathom event but they ain't they ain't gonna get a, a wide release right <laughs> but it's all it is is that people don't like that shit anymore. yeah no one wants to hear it i mean you have to accept i mean the, the here's the thing you have a niche like everybody else you know the folks that want to do the 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 snowflake stuff they have their places <laughs> they get to do it at their places go to a casino Go to somewhere, go to a, a, a Moose Lodge, go to a Blue Lives Matter event. Like, there's plenty of places <laughs> to go do your shit. There's nothing to complain. No one has stopped you. Go to you, some you can't, fucking... You can't literally... You know, to be mad at people for um, having a changing opinion is, is not on them. <laughs> you can't force me to buy your stuff. Yeah, I don't have to like it. Tim Allen, it stinks. I don't see it. I don't see your... You know, I don't see why you want it to put this the values that you talk about like aren't relevant anymore you know it's like what spank my kids how many fuck what do you are, are, was he beating his kids on a sitcom is that what they didn't like i think no he, he didn't have always, the guts to put that on there i think he was he just to put always, the guts to put real conservative values did he go to a fucking church in there oh probably Never. i mean he probably i the only episode i saw he was supposed to speak at his daughter's college graduation and he wrote his speech and he had to submit it to get it looked at and then somebody in the college went through and took out all of his favorite lines because he's like oh it's you're joke. being offended offensive to this person and you're being offensive to this person and you're being and so he had to go back through and then he read it anyway and it was this big like moment i mean they they really do think that like they're fighting a war for like freedom of speech and all of them do all the old fuddy-duddy dudes do i mean even dave Chappelle with like his trans jokes were so fucking stupid but i understand that the point of them was like i'm gonna say something that i think will make you mad and it's like okay but what does that get you know like that's why me and you never bought into that is it's like i i know how to make every fucking person in the world mad but I also know how to get along with everybody and have something that transcends all of that. You know, it's really fucking stupid to to subscribe to only making people upset or mad or uncomfortable. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't have any place for me in jokes. Right. You know, I, it's not what I want to do and what I do. People like. Yeah. And like, I'm not pissed that people that don't like it and if you want to watch you some offensive shit you're allowed to watch you can make your offensive shit nobody stops you and you're not fucking being blackballed it's just that like when hollywood i guess is what they're saying when they decide to make movies first of all there's only two companies making fucking movies so everybody's anybody with an opinion that's not like fucking batman is neat is being blackballed in, in uh in hollywood but like y you know what i mean like there's nobody's getting anything made anymore and like you have to make things yourself and like 
Campus is not a scary place. Nobody's freaked out by campus except for assholes who want to use, like, the N-word and stuff like that. That's all it is, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're basically, if you want to go in there and tell jokes about, tell homophobic jokes or something, or, or, or try to prove that the way that you mean gay is something that isn't meant to be derogatory, it's like, nobody fucking wants to hear that, you know? And, and like, like, can't you just... Like, what are you doing here? What are you trying to prove? And if nobody likes it, they don't have to like it. Like, you're asking for this thing that, like, what are you asking for? Are you saying that when you tell these jokes, I have to laugh because they're controversial? Is that, like, the idea? Like, am I supposed to pay you because the jokes are controversial? Because I I don't fucking think so. I don't want to. Am I not? So, is freedom of speech mean that you're allowed to tell a joke and I'm not allowed to be like, that joke fucking sucks? That's is what that it, what it is? Yeah. You're not allowed to groan. You're not allowed to show any sort of anything but appreciation that somebody would would share a really grotesque thought that they they wanted to put out there to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's funny. I never think it's funny and fuck it, you know, if you and can't if if you can't get with the times. I mean, when it, when they're saying like I mean, what are they really saying? Are they the, do they think they should be like given a bunch of money to make like the uh, racist superhero movie? Yeah, because they're mad because they made Black Panther, you know, or something like that. That's all I can think of. White Power. You want they want to make the White Power movie? Well, th- every movie's that. That was no. very woke of me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got one more story. Do you want to do one more? I could in the speed round. Do you got one more story in you? Well, I should pack this bowl one more time. I mean, we're going long tonight because we want to get all the stories done. We're at an hour 32. Do you want to go? Holy moly. Yeah, I can do that. You want to go? Yeah, I'm done with it. All right. We're going to do one more story for you folks. It's the last story. Well, I got to get booted up. But it's the kind that uh, it's one of our favorite types. So you might get a two hour show tonight. <laughs> If you've ever wondered why there seems to be a mattress firm on every corner in your city, you're not alone. But one explanation for this phenomenon is more extreme than you might expect. On Tuesday, a comment on Reddit claiming that Mattress Firm, the largest specialty mattress retailer in the U.S., is a money laundering operation (laughs) went viral. But it has since been deleted, the next web reported. So, first of all, somebody's like, damn, there's a lot of mattress firms, which I agree with. There's a lot of mattress firms. Everywhere you go. You know. <laughs> there's so many more. There's like, there's a lot of mattress firms. I agree with the premise that it has to be something. How are they making money off of all of these locations? Is it like just a cheap, is mattresses a cheap business to be in? Yeah. I mean, to me, I think because it's one of those payments you can sign up for that's usually only about like 37 a month or something, you know? They can get you in there for like in a nice bed for 40 bucks, 50 bucks a month. You know, they'll let you pay for two years on a bed. <laughs> no, they can't do that. They just If you're going to pay for two, you sh- if okay. they do that, man, that's what they make their money on. That's why there's president day specials they are like zero percent interest. Pay 65 a month for our deluxe King California King special for four years. <laughs> A uh, mattress firm is some sort of money laundering 
scheme a reddit user wrote adding i remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once and there's no way there's such a demand for mattresses that caused outcry on a reddit thread mattress firm which acquired sleepies in 2015 now has over 3,500 stores sometimes in high concentrations but reddit users argue that there are too many especially given that it stocks a product that people typically buy every 10 years that's also true dude um it's a popular I've been dreaming about a new mattress my you wife have, been yeah you bought it forever you bought an online mattress i did you buy it i bought a bed and box thing that what was it enough. called which one was it i don't know like bozu or something oh man i wish you remembered so we could shit like on zen, it i think something zen well, one of the ones that you podcasters are out there reading no, about. No, really, I just need a king. I need like a king size bed because I have a baby daughter that sneaks in in the middle of the night, and uh, when we lay in bed, it's like the letter H where yeah. she lays sideways. So I want a bigger bed. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the. This is the rest of the story. I, I just. I want to get your brain going, Brett. Uh, the South African retailer Steinhoff bought mattress firm for $3.8 billion in 2016. At the time, analysts were skeptical about why Steinhoff had forked over so much money for a business increasingly threatened by new startups such as Casper. Toward the end of last year, Steinhoff's stock price tanked by as much as 62% in one day, wiping out $15 billion of its market Holy value. Shit. Reuters reported, the company postponed publishing its full-year account, citing accounting irregularities, and its top two executives and chairman have resigned mattress firm did not immediately respond to business insiders request for a comment so now yeah. i read this story the other day and there's a mattress firm right by my house that i drive by a lot and i was like what's I going go on in there, there mattress firm? my wife wants one maybe i should go check it out i'm gonna go, i'm gonna do it for the podcast <laughs> you're gonna go to mattress firm? yeah yeah i want to see what's up and see well, if it's legit see if, see if i can actually leave with the mattress or if they're like no 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 man think about it <laughs> sleep on it bro <laughs> they don't want you in there they don't want you trying to buy the shit because that mucks up the operation there's never anybody at the one by my house there's, no there was actually the when i lived in dallas um there was uh, a little walk there was like a little promenade that you could walk around and on the way there from our apartment you would walk past a mattress firm and it would just have a full fucking led or full fluorescent lights on you know bright as hell and nobody would be in there just one guy in like a short sleeve dress shirt wearing a tie and yeah. i would always be like what the fuck is going on in there but it would be like 59 dollars a month they would always have all the ads going on too <laughs> i don't i mean it the the best point about it is that like 3500 stores for a product that you buy every 10 years and if you're moving like if it's guns right or drugs yeah. mattresses are fucking perfect expensive man that's a big ticket item <laughs> what's well, like you put a lot of too. yeah and you put but and yeah yeah there's a lot of <laughs> shipping there's a lot of storage needed there's a lot of big ticket items you know you can be like eh, we sold uh three king mattresses today <laughs> like three fucking gigantic bales of heroin don't I, here's what i don't want you to do brett I don't want you to walk into the mattress firm I with know. a really long knife like, and then cut open a mattress and say, I know what's going on in here. No, man, I'm going to give him like, I'm going to like, you know, uh, shake his hand give him like the little nudge on the inside of his palm. Let him know like I'm in the club. Like I know something's up, you know, just give him like, you know, 
tell him what's up. Like, man, I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to get a little bit. Break me off something. Look you know, for like, the I can't, I can't get a full brick yet, but, like, if you give me a corner, I'll turn it into a quarter. <laughs> see, see if you can pull a lever and end up in a secret room in there, too. If you see anything that looks like a lever... Go in there and, like, if there's a bookshelf, just pull a book to see if you go into the secret poker room or whatever. I know I don't know what it is. I'm not accusing them of anything other than shenanigans. Something's going on. Yeah, I feel like now when I go in there, some uh, Ashley is going to be like, yeah, yeah, don't... uh no, think about it. No, we don't. We don't. Um, you know what? I actually don't have the forms right now to complete the sale. <laughs> you found one you liked. I'm glad. Uh, come back tomorrow. Talk to my manager. He'll give you a better deal. And meanwhile, the manager's just like a jackass that tells me to go away. Like you don't. You don't know what's going on around here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. You don't want to do business here anymore. <laughs> Turn us in. So we did they, all of the do you stories. Think that it's like a grow operation. No, I don't. I think they're shipping something inside those mattresses okay but i don't know what but i don't i'm not accusing them of anything okay i just it is odd when you start putting the pieces together remember like in the movie lost when the the show lost they were shipping all the drugs inside of the statues of mary yep something like that yep those mattresses are filled with like laundered money guns Anything yeah. you put anything in a mattress, Any so big, thing. man. That's like the best shipping box there is. Yeah, you want to get if you want to get into a shipping illegal shit, lots of illegal shit around the world. Get into the motherfucking mattress. Mattress firm is the plug. You go in there and just see, like, be like, what's the code word? You know, what I mean? show up with a truck, get a mattress filled <laughs> to the brim. Make friends with them. You think yeah. you can make friends with them? You gotta I hope it's not some, them up just right. I hope they don't kill you. That's like my main yeah, I would worry. Hate to get slaughtered over <laughs> some shit like that. Fucking around too much. Be like <laughs> Jerry Lewis in some fucking comedy. Like, what's going on back here, fellas? And then get my head blown off. <laughs> <laughs> they hear the podcast. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> they fucking kill you. That's what ends up happening here. You get motherfucking killed by a mattress store. It's yeah, terrible. that could happen. What a bad, what a bad ending to Street Fight. Yeah, Brett, uh, one of them got killed by a mattress assassinated, assassinated, not killed, assassinated <laughs> by mattress firm. <laughs> yeah, I'm everyone I see now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, be like, looking what's going at on it? here. Wait, you know, just, just like walk in real quick, <laughs> like real fast, see what they're talking about inside there. I feel unhip for not knowing. In a weird yeah, way, no, you know, sense. it's kind of like you always feel cool when you know the ripoff that the local mega church is doing where like you can look at them and be like, I know what they're doing in there. Yeah. Let me explain it to you. Sure, sure. You always want to be the person that knows on top. But Business Insider had to tell us that Mattress, yeah, mattress Firm's firm. got something happening. Okay. It's That's a, it, it's ma'am. Like a dicey laundromat. We did all of our shows and uh, we did show. all of our news stories. And it was fun. That was a fun little to show I there. I enjoyed myself, yes. Thank you for showing up and doing the show again once again. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> um, if you want to get even more of what we do, uh, we just put up a bonus show with Cat Barbadoro. We're also going to be doing a live show in New York City on March 30th. I haven't told these people yet, but I think they'll be in. And if not, I'll I'll change it. But uh, Kath and Patty Moe and Rachel Millman... And we've got a few other people in mind. We're going to do an extravaganza in the big city uh, at Littlefield again. 
They they said they'd have us back, and we want all y'all to show up. And if we sell out the first one, we'll do another show. I'd really like to have two shows again. That was a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to bring the fam this time, and we want to make it a longer vacation. So uh, get excited, New York City, because we're coming, and we've got a lot of uh, fun things planned. For those of you in Asheville, North Carolina, it is going down February 25th, Sunday night, uh, 7 p.m. at Auditorium. Store.streetfightradio.com will have tickets available. Uh, and then in April, we're at in New Orleans. Uh, May, June, July are still up in the air. It's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, we're moving upward and onward. If Also, if you're a, a bonus subscriber on Patreon, for just um, $3 a month, you can get access to the digital version of our zine. That's exclusive uh, writing from Brian and I. There's artwork in there. We put out some Valentines this month. If you go to patreon.com slash streetfightradio and sign up $3 a month, you get bonus shows. You get our zine. We're going to put more extra content in there as the year goes on. And um, you Hey. Know, hey. Yes. I did not write in the love zine. I couldn't think of anything to write. That's fine. I was able to pick up the slack. Well, that's what there I want to no say. Slack. What I want to say is that what Brett wrote is good. And it's the most, if you want a view, a peek into Brett's mind, I think reading that is probably the most illumination he's ever going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Just, it's you. It's like it, that thing was that thing that you wrote. I loved it. Like I like, cause I like you. I love you, you know? Sure. But like, it's just like, I was like, this is some bread ass shit right here. <laughs> so if you ever, if you're like always curious, like what's this mysterious Brett? He's never on Twitter. He, he, he's just, uh, he's on the show and he's a genius, but wow. What is he? That thing will give you a good idea of bread. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's beautiful. It really is. It's a really well-written thing. And I enjoyed the shit out of reading it. But when it was over, I was like, this is, this is extremely bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. I don't know how it comes across sometimes. It makes sense to me, but then I realize I don't make sense to the rest of the world for the most part. So I don't ever, I don't know. I can't really gauge it sometimes. It makes sense to me. Okay, it, I'm not saying it didn't make sense. I'm saying that like, there's a lot of stuff in there that like, I just, I, I've heard you say like that you have said to me in conversations that aren't on the air that aren't like just, it came off as like you were like, if you need to change anything, go ahead. And I, when I read it, I was like, dude, this is like the most full vision. This is a, one of the biggest views into your brain that anybody's <laughs> ever seen. Okay. So I, I loved it. And I just was like, I wouldn't change a fucking thing. It is. It's good. I enjoyed the shit out of well, it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, we are Street Fight Radio. I'm Brett. He's Brian. You want to get more of Brian? He's on Twitter at Murder Brian. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at Brett Payne, B R E T T P A I N. You can find Street Fight. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and Snapchat. And uh, we also have an email. If you go to StreetFightRadio.com and to connect, there's an email that I check that. For four years, I did not check, and I have been uh, responding to all of those messages, and I hope you understand that I wasn't trying to dismiss you all these years. I was just literally a fucking idiot. Basically, the guy told me, we set up an email, you got to do an SMTP and all of this inbox and outbox shit, and I was like, eh, 
I, I'm not going to do that right now. I have a street fight at Gmail that works for me. And I thought he had set it up to go there. I did not realize. And, um, I, uh, thank, just thanks everybody. Thank you everybody for doing, for listening, for listening to the show. Uh, we'll see you later this week. Peace. It's the mystery of iniquity. Said it's the misery of iniquity. Said it's the history of iniquity. When it all, all falls down. Telling you all, it all falls down. Children, eat your bread, little children. Eat your bread, cause it all, all Handle the truth in a courtroom of lies. Purges the jurors, witnesses, spies. Crooked lawyers, false indictments, publicized. It's entertainment, the arraignments, the subpoenas. High profile gladiators in bloodthirsty arenas. Into the dragon, black robe, crooked balance. Souls bought and sold and paroled for 30 talents. Court reporter, catch the circus on the paper. File it in the system, not acknowledged by the maker. Swearing by the Bible, blatantly blasphemous. Publicly perpetrating that in God we trust. Cross-examined by a master manipulator, the faster intimidator, receiving the judge's favor, deceiving sabers, doing injury to their neighbors, for status, gratis, apparatus, and legal waivers. See the bailiff representing security, holding the word of God, soliciting perjury, the prosecution, political prostitution. The more money you pay, the further away solution. Legal actors, Babylon's benefactors, masquerading as the agency for the clients, hypocritical giants, morally non-compliant, orally armed to do bodily harm. Polluted, recruited, and suited, judicial charm And the defense isn't making any sense Faking the confidence of escaping the consequence That a defendant is dependent on the system Totally void of judgment, purposely made to twist them Emotional victim, blackmailed by the henchmen Framed by intentions, inventions whereby they lynchmen Into the false witness, slandering the accused Planting the seed openly showing he's being used To discredit, edit, headed for the alleged Smearing the individual, fearing the unsuspected Expert witness the paid authority made a priority to deceive the majority of disinterested peers dodging duty for years hating the process waiting to return to their careers do we expect a system made for the elect to possibly judge correct properly serve and protect materially corrupt spiritually amok oblivious to the cause prosperously bankrupt blindly in the blind guilty never defined filthy a swine a generation pure in its own mind legal extortion Blown out of proportion, in vain deceit, the truth is obsolete. Only two positions, victimizer or victim, both end up in destruction, trusting this crooked system. Mafia with diplomas, keeping us in a coma, trying to own a piece of the American corona. The revolving door, insanity every floor, skyscraping, paper chasing, what are we working for? Empty traditions, reaching social position, teaching ambition to support the family superstition. When the son of perdition is commander-in-chief, the standard is thief. Brethren, can we candidly speak? Woe to the men, trusting in the chariots, them leaning on horses. They run their intellectual sources. Counterfeit wisdom, creating the illusion of freedom. Confusion consumes them. Every word they speak, it turns them outwardly white. Internally, they absent the light. Them trapped in the night and bondage to the cane in the night. Under the curse, 
Evil men waxing more worse facts in the first. Angelic being cast to the earth, it's time for rebirth. Burning up the branch and the root, the empty pursuits of every tree bearing the wrong fruit. Turn to me ill, let him who stole no longer steal. Oh, it's real, surrender for Jehovah is real. How long will you sleep? Troubled by the thoughts that you keep, the idols you heap, causing the destruction you reap. Judgment has come, find it and return to the one. Abandon the flesh, self-interest, Broadway to death, pride and the greed, hiding, subdividing the seed. The knowledge of good and evil is what caused us to lie, caused us to die. Let your emotions be crucified, renounce all your thoughts, repent and let your mind be retort. you find what you sought was based on the deception you bought, a perception of naught where the majority remains caught. Loving a lie, not realizing an atom all die. Loving a lie, not realizing an atom all die. Loving a lie, not realizing an atom all die. Loving a lie, not realizing and Adam all died. It's the mystery of iniquity. That is the history of iniquity.